Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Rob Centers, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. We're going to start out with open phones today, and uh, we would invite you to call in. I have a great co-host today. John Shipman is back. Welcome aboard, sir. Good morning, Mark. I appreciate you coming in, John Shipman. Good common sense Sunburyan and a real doer when it comes to a wide range of charitable and non-profit endeavors, so we're always uh, grateful for his help. Uh, it is safe for me to say Sunbury is better off for your efforts over the years. Oh, I don't think we should exaggerate that much. <laughs> I've tried to help where I can. <laughs> uh, I, 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 can't, I can't imagine. I mean, First of all, you were one of the sparks on Spark that made sure that Spark didn't just talk, but right. did. And Spark did a lot of things. Yes, you know, they did. Spark uh, was a great organization. Never seeking credit, you know, you'd have to track them down and pin them down and say, what do you need? Although every once in a while you would announce, uh, in addition to contributions that generally came from the people on Spark or their companies, uh, that the public could get involved in paying for something. I remember that once or twice, I think. Yeah, we uh, um, we had a great uh, group of uh, movers and shakers. I was just sort of uh, tagged along, but uh, now your boss was one of them, and I mean, we got some stuff done. Well, yeah, that's how you know you got a mover and shaker that's a real doer. As soon as they say, it's mostly the other people, then you know that's a real doer who was interested and is to this very day interested absolutely no attention brought to himself. So maybe this probably even makes you uncomfortable <laughs> bringing all this stuff up. So, But yeah, helping out with Sunbury Treasure and SRI Treasure and really just a wide range of endeavors and a good business person and an employer in town and just uh, lots, lots of good stuff. So John Shipman is here. Conservative um, common sense conservatism, I always call I it. I would like to think so. So, and, uh, yeah, not so extreme, but, um, and uh, so we, we talked to Senator Yaw this week. He's somewhat similar, though, it, uh, you know, he's a tough one to pin down. He is not beholden and, like, glued to any position anywhere. He will always, he, you know, you could you could tell him the sky's green, and he'll hear what you, listen to what you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, but he's a good egg, so we're glad he was here. And he reiterated his pro-life position, not, uh, you know, that it's personal. He doesn't try to impose that on other people. You know, that always ruffles a little feathers. That's probably why he didn't elevate into leadership, even though he's getting into the longevity portion of their requirements. So, right. Well, and they bumped Kim Ward in the Senate above everybody else anyway. Even though John wouldn't admit it, John Gordner, I always felt that he was passed over twice now yeah. for leadership, even though he had the years yeah. in. But uh, they wanted to get Kim in up, up at the top, so... 
but again, he wouldn't really address that when we asked well, him. Well, and, and Gene's right. You know, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You know, you you, you can't beat browbeat somebody into believing something they don't believe. And, and uh, you know, abortion's a big issue in our country. Uh, and uh, uh, I have some friends on both sides of the issue. And, uh, you know, it's it's a lot of it's personal. I, I personally oppose it. Um, on the other side, I'm not going to condemn someone who has a different viewpoint. Well, in C- first NPR and then CBS this week did a story about one of the particular uh, uh, pro-life advocates that formed an organization. I'm not going to be able to think of the name of it, but did a fabulous story about them. Uh, and they they did some questionable things. They recruited people who were pro-life to befriend the Supreme Court justices and to be social friends with them and weekend friends and drinking friends. But they were ultra pro-life so that they could monitor their pro-life stance and, and potentially alter it if they could convince them of otherwise. So, yeah, imagine having somebody who befriended you over the years to find find out that they're really a part of a group. But in any event, so that was ultra pro-life, but he changed his opinion. The more he learned about abortion, the more he realized it should be up to a woman, and the more he realized it wasn't women using abortion for birth control, it was families on the margin for whom another child would be a significant detriment to the family. Well, that's a small portion. Uh, I don't believe that's the majority. Uh, When you look at the statistics, uh, um, the the overwhelming uh, 50, more, more, more African-American children in New York City were aborted last year than were born alive. So, you know, it's certain demographics of our society. I think it's probably, it's to some degree, the poor uh, uh, segments. Uh, and I think in some cases they, they do use it for birth control. And, uh, so we've talked about this before. There's plenty of ways to prevent pregnancy, which is the much better option. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, that's all part of that conversation. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, so one person changed, all of this comes back around to one person changed their minds. So, of course, he also fessed up about having uh, encouraged people to become social. You don't think that goes on all the time in Washington, where people go out and, and uh, are social friends to try to influence the, the movers and shakers um, in Washington? I had not thought of it being frequent, but if it does happen... <laughs> Every you know, day. Okay, I didn't realize Every that. Every day. I, I thought there was a new. You got to go to the right restaurants. You know, when I was active on the the uh, board and and chairman of the board of the Agents Association, and we went to Washington D.C. every every April to lobby Congress on insurance issues. You got to see the you know the other side, and okay. it, it goes on all the time. Okay, so it's it seemed diabolical to me, but here you're saying it. Well, the vortex has sucked the brains out of everybody in Washington, so this is what happens. Right. So, all right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We got Stan is waiting, so we're going to put him on the radio shortly. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com, and you can text us at seven zero two. Include the keyword OTM. Stands on the line. He's going to tell us that he has found out yet another tasty morsel in the word of cons- in the world of conservatism that shows uh, just how bad Dems are, or the alphabet soup that he hates. Uh, these LGBTQ people that uh, are all 100% wrong, and uh, that he is uh, he will concede there's there's quite a bit he doesn't know about that. Stan, what is the topic today? 
Well, let's go. Uh, <laughs> we have good morning, by the way. Uh, good morning. The other yesterday, we had to release a Brittany Griner, traded for an arms dealer that was selling weapons to terrorists that wanted to kill Americans. Okay, but less than twenty-four hours before that, Mr. Biden is at a I don't know how you phrase it. Uh, commemorating, I wouldn't. That's probably not the right word. Uh, but anyways, victims of, quote, gun violence. Now, I'm going to say something here that's going to really torque a lot of people off, but I don't care. There is no such thing as gun violence, period, because a gun is an inanimate object. It cannot do anything to anyone. What there is is violence that people use against other people. They may use a gun. As they tool, they may use a knife, a baseball bat, or some other club, a rock, or their fist. They commit violence against other people. Okay? When was the last time that you heard somebody was killed by knife violence or baseball bat violence? You never hear that. Because there is no such thing. There is only violence. Violence committed by a scum-sucking lowlife against another person. Okay. So that is my problem. We release a known terrorist, (laughs) you know, a known supplier of firearms to to terrorists, and and the Victor Board or Boat or whatever his name is. Okay, we know he did it. He was convicted of it. He was selling weapons to I think Colombian terrorists to use against DEA agents. But yet we're going to talk about gun control that penalizes nothing but American law-abiding citizens. It does nothing for the criminals. In fact, we're releasing them out in to go out and commit more crimes. Well, I, I think you make a good point. We are becoming a more and more violent society, and unfortunately some of these liberal DAs and so forth seem to think that the solution to that is to just turn these people back out into the community. Uh, but we have statistics that show that people who ha- are incarcerated for violent crimes, 70% upon release will will uh, commit more violent crimes. So somewhere we, we have a disconnect between what the statistics say and what our friends on the left are, are doing to our justice system. That is, there is only one reason for that. That is because, well, there's two. They don't care, and they want control. They want to control the American citizen. And the best way to control the American citizen is to make sure that they have no way to defend themselves. So then they run the Big Daddy government, please protect us, when Big Daddy government has never been able to protect anyone. That's a proven fact. Police don't show up during the crime, do they? They always show up after the crime is committed. Correct? Sure, you're right. <laughs> I, you know, I, so, I, there's no, there's, you know, the problem is that we have probably a five or six percent uh, of the population. Maybe it's only two or three, but that are violent people, and violent people are violent people. They're going to, you know, they they are violent uh, in the streets. They're violent in their own homes. Uh, sometimes the the most violence uh, is against their own wife or kids. Uh, so violent people uh, need to be locked up, but uh, we don't seem to understand that. Oh, I understand it. <clears throat> I understand it, and I know you understand it. 
It's the people that make the decisions of whether they're going to prosecute. They understand it, too. But for whatever reason, they won't do what needs to be done to keep these people off the street. And that is a problem that we need to solve. And I don't know how to solve that, other than to get rid of these people every time they do something like this. And I'm not talking to criminals. I'm talking to DAs and stuff that will refuse to prosecute the violent criminals. Now, the violent criminals also need to be taken out. I'm of the theory that when the cops find someone committing a crime like that, sometimes they find them in the act, sometimes they can't. But when they do, take them out. If they're permanently removed from society, they will never commit another crime. More life terms, is that the solution then? If you're if you participate in a violent crime, particularly with a gun, that's the end of that? It's a mandatory life without parole? Is that a sound policy? I'm more of a death, pers- death penalty oh, person. Oh, definitely. Myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Because, if that, because why should we support them for 40 or 50 years in prison when they get three cots, you know, three meals in a cot, you know, three hots in a cot, is that how it is? Yeah. Three hots in a cot on, on the taxpayer dime. They need to be removed from society permanently. By the way, our legislature has it set up now. It costs more to keep some to execute somebody than it does to keep them alive forever. That's so we know that to be true. Because they keep them on death row for twenty or thirty years. Right. This needs to be swift justice. Maybe not as swift <laughs> as it used to be in the old west. But it needs to be swifter than it is. Right. And if we kill somebody who's innocent, oh, well, that's, that is just uh, collateral damage. Well, you know, There's the innocent problem... people killed every day by low-life scumbags. The problem we have in this country today is that the United States used to protect the majority and prosecute the criminals. Today, we're so concerned about the criminal, about the individual, that, that the majority suffer. Well, and that's true. And why is that? That's that's the question. Why is that? Why has the criminal gotten so much power that they can't be convicted, you know, arrested and convicted for the crime that they've committed? I don't know. In New York State, I wouldn't want to live up there. They release the criminals out to re reoffend in the city because we have no cashless bail and all that stuff. And and in Illinois, I think at the beginning of the year they're going to start. You know, up to, I think, third-degree murder. They'll release them, no bail. What is wrong with these people? Well, what's wrong with the rest of us when we vote the same people back in? You know, I didn't you, vote you, for any of them. Well, I know that, but when you look at well. you look at a lot of these people, <laughs> they 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 successfully ran for re-election. So you know, what's why if we're so upset about crime, like we say we are, it was like the number three thing on the concerns. Uh, if we're so concerned about crime, why do we vote for the same people? Why don't we vote them out and then vote somebody else in? Yeah, that's the great irony of the Krasner impeachment is that uh, the people want him there. You know, you can argue left and right that he's violating oaths and, and laws and a wide range of other things, but people keep putting him back in there. So they get they get well, the DA they want. They vote straight Democrat for whatever reason because the Democrats offer more free ice cream. All right? You know, you get, the, you know, you get a lot of people that... I don't know what the percentage is. It's still under 50% that are mooching off the government, on the government dole, but they still vote. 
So who are they going to vote for? They're going to vote for the person that offers the free ice cream. Okay? And once it gets over 50% people voting for the people that give them free ice cream, we're done. Well, a lot of Pennsylvania ice cream is produced in this state. So the, well, actually, all of the Pennsylvania ice cream is produced in this state, but a lot of it's produced in Pennsylvania. So this is a Pennsylvania agriculture support program that we're talking about. So we we got to keep it. It's the Pennsylvania dairy okay. industry. Now, uh, yeah. Now, I don't have a problem with ice cream, but I usually pay for mine. Gotcha. Unless somebody's offering it. Gotcha. But, you know... You know, you understand what I'm saying. Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling right. in. You have a great day. Yep, appreciate that. Stan Goodcaller, yep. always appreciate his uh, conversation starters at the beginning of the show. We will take a quick break. When we come back, you can certainly react to what Stan had to say. Very concerned about uh, uh, high rates of early release for individuals and the high rate of recidivism pointed out by John. So, uh, the but, uh, you know, the other side of the coin, people say, you know, do we want to just keep incarcerating everybody? Is there anything else? we can do. We know the Northumberland County Warden announced this week that uh, programs and education are the way to reduce recidivism, so maybe that's a factor, you know, so we'll know. But we can take up this topic, and we would love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult... Well, I... I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory trained techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm. mm, out of auto repair. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners sent us a note about something we heard about a little bit on CBS. Uh, you're not getting any younger unless you live in South Korea. South Koreans will soon become a year or two younger following an official change to the country's age-counting system. On Thursday, the country's parliament called the National Assembly passed a set of bills requiring the use of international age-counting systems where age is simply based on your birth date. South Korea currently uses three age-counting systems, but most citizens abide by the Korean age, where a person is one year old as soon as they are born and gain one year every New Year's Day. And the example they offer up is a baby born on December 31st will be considered two years old the next day. 
they go right from uh, newborn to toddler, uh, the change will go into effect this coming June. So they're going to get uh, South Korea's ages squared away. Also, one other quick note here. Uh, ben Reichley is going to be checking in during the 9 a.m. hour. He's at the center, or no, the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Meet the representatives function breakfast this morning. So uh, he's going to see if he can get somebody on the news line from up there. Uh, there's one new representative to our area, uh, and a representative-elect, I should say, Jamie F- um, Flick, I think his name is. Yeah, Jamie Flick. So we haven't met him yet. He did not campaign in our area, so uh, we hope maybe he'll get on the news line. And there might be some other, leg- you know, with the redistricting, I haven't memorized all the new districts yet. So we know there is one uh, legislator up in Jersey Shore, too, and she is uh, going to be relatively new to our area. So hopefully we'll get a chance to meet that that uh, person as well. So that'll be during the 9 a.m. hour. We'll hear from uh, Ben. So, uh, yeah, Sunbury Motor Company still has that white lightning truck down there. That has got shipment written all over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an electric truck. <laughs> so, yeah, we talked off mic about the batteries. Uh, we we discard quite, we're landfilling quite a few batteries. The future may occur that the, the what's in the batteries may become so valuable. Someday we'll mine landfills to get it back out. <laughs> but at this point, we're still, you know, we certainly recycle car batteries and reuse them and um, some other batteries, but still, right. yeah, we're a long way to go from being finished with this. But I kind of equate this to um, when we switched to horse and buggy, people said, well, why would you want a horse? There's nobody growing hay or selling straw around here, and nobody built any barns, so why would you want a horse? You know, but then eventually if people adopted, well, maybe horseback is faster than walking. And then eventually cars took over. You know, why would you want a car? There's no gas pumps around here. Yeah. Technology will always win when it's when the time is is right you know you look at world war 1 millions of horses were used in world war 1 to haul artillery and cavalry was still you still had cavalry and so forth by world war 2 the horse was virtually gone same way in society you know my my uh great grandparents grew up in a in an era when there were no cars my grandfather mm-hmm. bought his first car in like 1918. Okay, after at the end of World War One, uh, my my grandparents uh, were adults before cars were available. My dad, on the other hand, bought a, a Model T car for when he graduated from high school for 15 bucks. So <laughs> a used a used Model T. So I hope he saved the bill of sale and set yeah, it aside right. somewhere. So tech, but. There came a time when horses just weren't used anymore because it was much more efficient, much more convenient to use an automobile. The time will come when electric vehicles will will be sufficiently uh, uh, upgraded and so forth so that you can drive more than 300 miles so that you can charge it in less than several hours and eventually... That I believe that technology will win. Right now, we're in a transition period. Uh, 
Some of them aren't very good. They're affected by the cold weather. When the company says 300 miles, they're talking about 60 degrees and above. What about below 32? Eh, maybe it's 100 or 150 miles. So right. batteries are affected by the, the temperature and so forth. So a lot of things we'll learn. A lot of things will happen. But eventually, I believe, uh, we're headed that direction. And I think the technology will eventually win. I read uh, Len Ingracia's column in the Daily Item a couple of, I think this is not this week. But last week he rode, drove an electric car and was it gave it a pretty favorable rating, particularly, I guess, they're as fast as can be because of all this electricity in the, each wheel. But uh, if you just plug it into 110, it was 75 hours on the recharge. <laughs> now, it wasn't a, a Ford Lightning truck, I'll tell you that. And the DC charging was a half an hour or so to get up okay. to 80%. So, you know, yeah. that if you can go to some place that has a DC charger, that's an urban phenomenon at this point? A far? lot of it is. Okay. I, I'm not familiar that... Yeah. With any in our area. <coughs> but anyway, yeah, you can plug your car in Tuesday and it'll be ready by the weekend. <laughs> that's, that's not going to be helpful for a lot of folks, but much less, I think, uh, eight hours or so on two, if you have 220. But a lot of people don't have 220 in their garage, and my garage is detached, so now we do have 220 in it now for something else, but... Um, we, you know, we had to run the line out to it underground, so yeah. that was uh, that was the project. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So these are growing pains before we get more electric vehicles around here. We're enjoying open phones. So speedy dialers can get through. You can call us one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Stand concerned about uh, it maybe the irony or just uh, something related to what President Biden was doing that related to uh, gun uh, sales and gun violence. That you know, violence is on the increase in general, and gun violence is part of that, but he's saying, well, there's really no such thing as gun violence, just more people are violent, so that uh, is the real issue there, and of course, lenient sentences and early releases, also on the mind of Stan, so that's there, and of course, now, uh, John and I are talking about the electric vehicles and this growing pains, significant growing pains. Um, I'm not going to be able to attribute this, but I heard from one reliable source that there are power companies where the grid is not satisfactory the way it is around here. PPL says their grid satisfactory to support a lot of EVs, but uh, in one area they're not. And at some point, not only can uh, people with solar and so on feed the grid, but if you have an electric vehicle, you can turn that around and use the battery from the vehicle to put power back on the grid so you can plug your electric vehicle in at your home and PPL will take the power from it not contribute to it. That seems a little counterproductive to me. Well, yeah, but uh, but you know, it's it's <coughs> peak ebb and flow, you know, so they got to up, upgrade the demand. Yeah, we have a lot of dilemmas in the US related to sentencing, that's a big issue, and we have uh, electric grids that aren't satisfactory, that's yeah. a big issue. And we have electric grids that are very vulnerable to to uh, vandalism and so forth uh, and terrorism as we saw several places over the weekend. Yeah, all that stuff right out plain sight, so you can't really hide it. You know, I guess you could do underground, but that's super expensive. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK. We're going to come back with open phones. We'll do the news headlines, and we would love to hear from you after 9 a.m. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. 
Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, we're going to hear from Ben Reichley during this hour. He's our good uh, host from time to time here on Fridays, and he's at a chamber function, a Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce function, where some lawmakers will be present, and so we'll hear from him. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We started out talking about uh, gun violence. One of our listeners, uh, Stan, not too happy with the phrase gun violence because it implies that guns are violent when, uh, of course, it's people who are violent that happen to use guns. And uh, let's see, the early release and lax DAs also uh, part of that. And so we can talk about that uh, just a little bit before the end of the break. We talked a little bit about uh, the electric power grid. In many places, not up to speed for all the electric vehicles that are out there and the charging that's demanded. So uh, we can continue that conversation. But we'd love to hear from you this hour. Uh, 70236. If you text us, include the keyword OTM so it comes to us instead of our other stations here. Email us at onthemarket at wkok.com. And 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. one 800 795 WKOK. We do have some very brief news headlines here. The state attorney general announced some charges against nine former Mount Carmel High School football players for their involvement in a 2020 hazing incident. Uh, Josh Shapiro says the football team captains, Reed Witkowski, Damon Daukus, and another individual who was a juvenile at the, t- at the time, and since the crime occurred when his juvenile, the secrecy of his name continues into adulthood, have been charged with hazing, simple assault, and intimidation of a victim. Other team members, Tyler Owens, Michael Balaschik, and four others who were juveniles have been charged with hazing and criminal conspiracy in Mount Carmel. Teen suicide still a big issue in uh, the Valley. Three tragedies reported this year in our area. UPMC Central Pennsylvania clinical psychologist Dr. Nicole Polonitska says that it's because, in part, one of the risk factors is social media that allows bullying to continue 24 Seven. Negative social interactions that you get are not just during the school day, that they can reach you at home. And so for some teens, it can feel like there's no escape from that. And so when people feel hopeless, that's often a risk factor for suicide. You can hear her as she talks about why risk factors and warning signs after WKOK.com on our podcast page. She was on a recent edition of WKOK Sunrise. AP reporting today that a state panel Thursday narrowly approved new definitions of sex, religious creed, and race in Pennsylvania's anti-discrimination regulations. The new regulations relate to to the changing mores in the U.S. today. The terms clarify the terms sex, religious creed, and race builds on a 2018 decision by the Human Relations Commission to start accepting complaints about LGBTQ discrimination. The regulation defines sex as including 
pregnancy, childbirth, breastfeeding, sex assigned at birth, gender identity or expression, affectional or sexual orientation, and differences in sex development. Race discrimination includes ancestry, national organ, ethnic characteristics, interracial marriages and association, traits such as hairstyles that are historically associated with race and national origin or ancestry are now also included in that discussion. Uh, Nextar wrote this story. The White House stressed Thursday that it is committed to bringing home former Marine Paul Whelan and will remain vigilant over Victor Bout's release amid a backlash of criticism over the prisoner swap <coughs> for Brittany Griner. In exchange for the release of Griner, the U.S. released Bout, an infamous Russian arms dealer, known, uh, according to uh, some of the analysis I heard today, just in the media as the merchant of death and not literally within the State Department. Anyway, the White House press secretary acknowledged to reporters the immediate results can feel unfair or arbitrary when it comes to a prisoner swap. Uh, she said, quote, the question has been placed on us. Do we have security concerns, right? And uh, we have said that this, that the president did make the, did not make this decision lightly. We just want to make it clear that he believed it was the right thing to secure Britney's release, and we are going to stay vigilant uh, to get other U.S. individuals back home from all around the world. So that's their side of this. Jeff Begayas, a CBS reporter, uh, talked to uh, Rob Z, a member of the DEA team who had tracked down Victor Bout. Why was it a bad deal for the U.S. in your opinion? I think that we just encouraged false detentions and hostage taking all over the world. I think we just sent the message out that it is good business to have an American citizen in your back pocket for that day you need a, a bargaining chip. And that is CBS uh, commentary there, so we appreciate that. Uh, your reaction, Brittany Griner, we really didn't talk too much about this on air yet. Well, uh, first of all, I, you know, she she carried can't contraband into into the uh, Soviet Union or the, into Russia. Uh, anyone who's traveling should be aware of, you know, if, if you have some pot in your in your luggage, uh, and you're going through an international uh, from one country to another, that's probably not something you should have in your luggage. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, supposedly it was because she has pain and so forth. Well, then she should have had a prescription for it. You know, if you have a prescription for a drug, um, I think that you could probably say, well, here's my prescription, and uh, I need to take this for my pain, and I think it would be probably okay. But obviously that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed, just that... <clears throat> She's a high-profile person, so we're going to work to get her out. But we've got a, uh, a Marine, a, an American citizen who's falsely accused, had, had evidence planted on him. And we say we're concerned about him, but we're really more concerned about publicity. We're negotiating around the clock. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, well, and, and we say, or he says that it's falsely, uh, he's falsely convicted. Do, is that 100% a factual truth? Do we know that? I mean, you know, everybody lies in the spy business. That's sort of how the whole principle works. Well, I, and, and I, that you could be right. Uh, in Brittany's case, there's no question. Right. It was very clear cut that she had 
she had marijuana vape on her when she tried to go into to, to Russia. So, I mean, there's no question of whether she was guilty or not, okay? The question is that the, the, the answer is she's a high-profile person, so we're going we're, we're gonna to bend every rule we can to get her back, but he's not a high-profile person, so, yeah, we're going to pretend we're concerned, but, but, but this one of our good listeners yesterday said she brings in, like, six categories for the White House, you know, the you LGBTQ, bet. the black, <laughs> um, sports fans, and uh, and women, so she, she has it all going on. Uh, Bob, you are welcome to talk about anything you wish. I just kind of stuck that Brittany Griner thing in uh, to, to sample John's opinion. Earlier, we talked about gun violence and uh, Stan's good call, where he talked about people violence and lax DAs. You know, unfortunately, the uh, Marine that's uh, over there in Russia, he's under espionage charges. So that's a much higher crime than a little bit of cannabis. And that's the only deal that they could make with Russia at the time, which I'm surprised they got any deal with Russia with us giving Ukraine all this money to kill Russians or fight back against Russians. And as far as Dan goes, I think he needs to live in a communist country. Because in, in my mean, world, did you, say Stan? you get three strikes and then you're out. Uh, Stan. My ears heard Dan. Did yours? But anyway, you're talking about Stan's call earlier. Yeah, I said okay. Stan. I think he needs to live in a communist okay. country. Why? <laughs> and I, you know, Biden's doing a good job as far as I'm concerned. Okay. He's going to be signing rights for LGBTQ alphabet soup people soon gives people freedom and rights for people that live in america for americans of all types okay and as far as electric cars go i have one i love it i would never get anything but another electric car 100 percent electric or hybrid is 100 percent electric oh, wow. chevy volt and um, when it comes to this terrorism that's happening in our country now, where people are shooting up our uh, electric stations, they need to put better fencing. They need to have security. Right. Okay. How do you take your? How do you go to the beach? You take a different vehicle, I assume, right? No, I take my car. Okay. You have to stop on the way and charge, or, or does it do? No, three? it'll sw- it'll switch over to gas. Okay. When when the battery goes out, it'll switch over to gas. I got you. It's not it's not a total electric car, <laughs> but I'm looking. They, I'm going to get the uh, Chevy Equinox, which is not going to be out until the end of next year, and that one's going to have at least a 300 mile range. But I don't. I only drive five miles to work, so my car gets me to and from work. Well, I have one suggestion. I, I come home. The, ele- the electric Hyundai Elantra. That's the category of the vehicles you're talking about. I don't like Hondas. Uh, no, this I'm a Chevy person. Elantra, not Honda. Elantra, which is a Hyundai, which is a Sunbury Motors Company vehicle, and you'll be happier in that. I almost guarantee it. Just like your car if is almost... Them, if they have them. Yeah, you do. There is a short wait list for that particular vehicle. All right, Bob, thank you so much for calling in. Always appreciate it. Okay, have a great yep, uh, weekend. You, yeah, we covered all our topics in the same caller, so good good for us. I believe, that, uh, what is it, the the Leaf is a vehicle that's 100% electric, but the Volt, I didn't realize it had a motor. I thought it was 100% electric. All right, anyway, all right, 1-800-795-9565. Lance, the last caller before a quickie break, but you now have the floor. Go right ahead. Okay, well, before I get started on what I really called about, you see about uh, Kia? 
being sued because their cars were too easy to steal. I saw that, yes. Yeah, and that uh, there's a uh, group of parents whose kids had stolen, uh, well, a big uh, SUV of theirs, and uh, they had a wreck or four kids ejected through the sunroof and died, and then the one kid that survived was behind the uh, airbag, you know, just because it was too easy to steal. You know, they said these mullet-headed kids are able to do that. Well, those are the mullet-headed kids that Democrats want to vote, right? <laughs> there you go. There's okay. a connection. <clears throat> okay. Well, the latest uh, figures from the uh, CDC about alcoholism are, are absolutely crazy and off the charts. We're up to like 192,000 deaths. That's unbelievable, really. When we talk about gun deaths and we're ready to, you know, throw the guns away, and if you take everybody that ever died from a gunshot wound, that's the bad guys, the good guys, the accidents, the suicides, there's about 45,000. So you have to take that figure times it by four and then add the population to Sunbury. Now you say that, well, that's just because so many more people drink than have guns. Okay, figure it out this way. There are... 90 million gun owners, for sure, okay? And one-fourth as many deaths, or less. If you take that figure, 90 times 4, of course, that's 360 million, right? So that would mean that out of the 330 million people in the country, 360 million of them have to drink alcohol to have parity with how dangerous... (laughs) Guns are, right? We have to import some citizens. So if you figure it out with the guns, that's one tragic death for every 2,000 gun owners. You figure it out with alcohol, that's one death for every 1,041 people that drink. So, folks, these holidays, you know, remember, treat that snifter full of whatever you got like it was a loaded revolver, because it really is. Or worse. Four times huh? deadlier than guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, 52,000 of that 100 and, well, it is, 192,000 are actually things that happened to the person because they drank. That is your, uh, you know, sclerosis of the liver and the pancreas and stuff like that. Alcohol poisoning. That's 52,000. That's up from, like, uh, 39,000. In 19, which is over those two years. And curiously, that's about the number of people, that number that increased is about the number of folks who were murdered with firearms. That doesn't, uh, are you saying that that does not include people, for instance, who were uh, killed in an automobile accident because no. they were drunk? No, no, that's 52,000. That's just, that's just from, from uh, a d- victims. A victim of alcoholism. Uh, n- Okay, I, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, and that C-140, that includes uh, deaths on the highway. You know, people were killed in alcohol-fueled rage. People that, you know, drank too much moonshine and it closed up their windpipe. That's all in there. Ooh, I'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah, so often you see some moonshine out there. All yeah, right, well, thank you. Mississippi... 22% of all deaths in Mississippi that year were alcohol-related. I mean, this is CDC. This isn't uh, from the WCTU or anything. This is the real stuff. 
All right, we got you. Okay. Don't drink and drive is the bottom line. That's for sure. Don't drink at all, really. Right, yeah, really. If we get rid of, so far on this show, if we get rid of all forms of gunpowder, all forms of electricity, and all forms of alcohol, we're going to be, like, so completely safe, it's ridiculous. Thank you, Lance. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, maybe go back to prohibition and... Was there ever a time in the world when we didn't have alcohol? I mean, we didn't always have electricity, but we always had alcohol. I, I don't think so. Uh, if you go back uh, biblically, uh, uh, there was alcohol 1,500 years before the birth of Christ, and uh, almost all societies, uh, ancient societies, uh, discovered how to, uh, probably by accident, uh, you know, left the the grapes in the in the pot too long and uh, oh my god yeah <laughs> I drank it anyway oh my god <laughs> yeah, right. so but yeah I, I think alcohol has been around a long time uh, and uh, you know it's it's like anything else uh, we, the people who people who are feel isolated and so forth uh, turn many times to 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 uh, alcohol people who are isolated are the are the percentage more than 50 percent of the gun deaths are suicides uh you know you have to really be depressed to feel that there's nothing more to live for and yet our young people oh. i'm going to stop you there because we have a one of our new state re- state representatives on the line jamie are you there no, Mark, this is Ben Reichley, but I will handle the phone over to Mr. Flick. But uh, uh, Jamie Flick from the uh, Williamsport area, 83rd District, is uh, going to Harrisburg in a bit of a, am I in the minority, am I in the majority, or am I in the middle? So uh, I will hand it over to Representative-elect Flick and uh, let you guys have five minutes of his time. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. This is Jamie. Hey, greetings, sir. Mark Lawrence here. I have John uh, Shipman with me. He's one of the good local Republican conservatives around here who comes in here uh, to repeatedly tell me I am wrong. And so, he, but, but we don't pay him, so that's the key. I, I don't have to pay for this torture. It's free. But, uh, yeah, and I portray a liberal on the radio. So welcome on board, 83rd District, which involves Union County. You've been elected there. Uh, please introduce yourself to our audience. Give us kind of your elevator speech that you been using all over sure. Union County. Sure, you got it. Well, I'll just give you sort of the, the 83rd map, because the maps are new. Uh, so uh, my area is both parts of Union County, which is Gregg Township and White Deer Township, and then runs north up to Williamsport and Loyal Sock and everything in between. So that's the, the 83rd. So I'm a freshman, uh, never ran for dog catcher before, so this is brand new to me, so anxious to, to field your questions. All right, so what are the big issues are you familiar with when you head to the House next year? What you will be talking about, what you'll be advocating for, what are you going to hear about first? Sure, absolutely. Um, uh, My background is software, so I was a businessman for 38 years, and before that, agriculture. I was a farmer for 20-some years. So I'm taking my experience in, in both of those fields, hoping to get on the Ag Committee. I actually have meetings today to start filling out different committees that I will be on. And also everything sort of from Union County north, uh, lots of energy. So energy independence is a big part for Pennsylvania that I ran on. And agriculture is a big part. It's a leading industry in the state. So hope to um, work very, very hard and very diligently on, on both of those factors. So business, business, business. 
Well, and I think uh, as a private business owner to your company, Susquehanna Computer, I believe, is that my name? Yep, Susquehanna Software. Susquehanna Software. Okay, great. So actually, if you want to stop by, if you come down uh, the uh, new bypass or uh, 15, stop by here. I have some software questions I'd like to ask you, so hopefully <laughs> get those sure, resolved. We'll squeeze in another interview. Well, this comes at a time when the idea of hooking up more homes in rural areas to Internet is going to be on the plate in Harrisburg because we, we have some federal dollars. We need a legislative change in order to free up some other dollars to get internet going. Have you boned up on that topic so that you have an informed opinion by the time you get down sure, there? Sure, I have. Um, I am on, I'm on day eight, just to let you know, or day eight or day nine, whatever it is, <laughs> but uh, heading to Harrisburg right after this phone call. But certainly broadband, where we live, uh, Union County, like Cumming County, the whole northern tier, much, much needed. And as you say, we got some federal dollars. We really need to to get everybody on board with the state dollars. Um, I know in my software company, so the, uh, just a little bit about Susquehanna software that ties into your question. Uh, my company is in 62 of the 67 counties in Pennsylvania, and the vast majority, as you know, are rural counties. So when we have providers and county staff doing work, uh, they, they really, really, and the consumers, need that broadband. So All right, top so priority. John, John uh, comes from the insurance industry and the business world. John, uh, I agree. Uh, Pennsylvania sorely needs broadband, and a lot of areas uh, don't do not have it currently. And uh, anything you can do to encourage others to to uh, act on this would be important. I know there's a lot of federal money out there, uh, so uh, uh, I guess the, this, does the state have to match part of that? Well, I'll, I'll be meeting next week with appropriations. So as a freshman, I have, uh, I'm not trying to kid anybody. I have an awful lot to learn. So we'll get with Seth Grove and the rest of leadership, and I will dig right into it for my constituents here in Union County and in Lycoming County. Uh, I've met with the Union County commissioners on a number of occasions and also with the Lycoming County commissioners. So I have a lot to learn. All right. Well, you represent a big part of Union County. Anything you would like to say to those individuals before we let you go here? Sure. Um, I am a member of the Union County Farm Bureau, so looking very, very forward, as I said previously, to working with agriculture and all the way down almost to the Lewisburg District. I share Union County with Representative Rowe and Representative Borowitz. Uh, the three of us are actually together right now in Union County as we speak at the Silver Moon Cafe. Uh, so I'm, I'm learning everything I can from both of them and from the commissioners and from the constituents. So very much looking forward to, to representing everybody. All right, fabulous. Well, thank you. Congratulations on election in the first place, and uh, good luck. You've been sworn in, so you're you're hitting the ground running in a literal fashion. So thank you for checking in. You have an open mic here anytime to talk about uh, important issues. Greatly appreciate it, gentlemen. Have a great day. All right, thank Usual. you. Hand the phone back to thank Ben, you. and we'll see if he's got somebody else lined up, or what's, what, what is next here? Sounds good. Hang on just a second. Thank you. Yeah, Ben Reichley at the chamber. Meet the legislator breakfast that's uh, taking place up there. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so do you have somebody else lined up, or you want us to take a well, break? We'll, well, take a break, but uh, I will say this. We are having a great time at Silver Moon Diner <laughs> up here, and I would highly recommend maybe the best breakfast in Union County. So uh, we will, uh, let's go with Stephanie Borowitz next. So I'll uh, get her, but uh, I hate to pull her away from her country ham omelet here, Mark. Uh, like, I think it's a three or four egg omelet, too. Well, call, her, call us back if you wish to. How about that? We'll uh, hang well, up and call us back. Okay, maybe, right. maybe we'll get takeout and send it down. 
All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thank you, sir. Ben Reichley, our field reporter today, talking to one of our new legislators, Jamie Fleck, in the 83rd District. And uh, we'll talk to Ms. Borowitz uh, shortly here on uh, WK. Okay, we'll take a promise to break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue with open phones here on uh, WK. Okay. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WK. Okay, Sunbury. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6. 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Chris, thank you so much for waiting. Sorry to make you wait all that time. Please go right ahead. Those yeah. are long commercials. I guess you had them piled up because of the uh, Right, piled up because of Ben. Yep, <laughs> that's yep. Right. that works. But uh, that's a good excuse anyway. But uh, uh, the the basketball player Reiner, I think her name is, is that it? Griner, Brittany Griner. Griner. Uh, she uh, she had a less than a gram of hash oil, and it was legally bought in California. Whether it was legally bought with or without a prescription, I don't know which it was because I'm not familiar with uh, the. Uh, California laws and they tried to negotiate for both both prisoners and they they failed and considering we're at war with them and financing a war with them it was that's probably no surprise and Putin always want always is trying to make uh, uh, Biden look bad and hurt him. I think you can see that from the, the war starting and rising gas prices in the United States, which uh, endangered the midterm elections. And then he waited, Putin waited until one day after the election to announce his uh, withdrawals from areas of Ukraine. So it wouldn't look good for uh, the pro-U.S., pro-Ukrainian forces like Biden right before the election. He's still working for Trump, it would seem. And Trump, this other guy, this Marine, that was, uh, that was uh, he might be called an ex-Marine because he got, uh, he, he, he got uh, discharged for bad behavior which I don't feel is a, any reason not to negotiate for him just as hard, but since everybody's bringing up issues about the basketball player that, uh, that they might not like or aren't, don't put her in a favorable light, I thought I should mention about the Marine because nobody has mentioned that. Well, let's, let, I'd just like to say this. When you're traveling, 
U.S. rules don't apply. Uh, if you're going to I, I know that. Egypt I know or if you're mistake. going to Israel or wherever you're going, their rules apply. So if, if you I, I've been to a number of foreign countries and I'm telling you, you and you probably know this, uh, U.S. rules don't apply. And if you break their laws, you can expect to, to have some kind of punishment. And the U.S. is mo- probably one of the most lenient countries in the world when it comes to to, uh, illegal activity. And so you just need to understand you, you don't carry some things uh, you don't you don't do some things in other countries and she she should have known that uh, whether she did or not well, before, I don't know. The, the, before I was cut off there yes I agree <laughs> with you and I include that in my original statement it was her fault I wasn't excusing her for it, but the way you made it sound—if she had a prescription, no, no, you have allowed did. it. No, that wouldn't—that uh, that wouldn't have flown either. That's the part I was disagreeing with you about. And it was a nine and a half year sentence for less than a quarter, less than a gram of uh, of hash oil, and they were intentionally trying to treat her badly, and it was to. to to trade for prisoners, but they weren't taking the the the, the they weren't offering uh, the marine, and and I think probably she was already in jail a few months because they tried so hard to make it about both of them and they couldn't. So how much longer do you want to leave one in jail because you can't get both? I, I'm delighted that she's home. I'm just saying that you know, if we'd have put yes. the, uh, if she if we would have put the same effort into getting the marine out of there, he'd probably uh, be home too. No, no, it, it's not. I don't think you you have any grounds for saying that whatsoever. And I will also point out that Trump, who was hunky dory with uh, 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 Putin in a lot of ways, he it was. He, he was he was there for two years under Trump. It was thought when he was arrested that they were going to try to trade him for Maria, what's her name, who was involved in the 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 NRA and the pro-Trump people and working for Trump through Russia. Person, she was a spy, and they deported her instead of trying to trade her. All right, so it's Chris. And that was under the Trump administration in eighteen and nineteen, and Trump didn't make any effort to get him get get him out that I know of, and he was always talking big about his ability to get hostages out, and for some reason he didn't do anything. Well, the Marine has has been in prison less than three years, and Biden's been in in president for two years. Two years in December of twenty eighteen. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. we got to move on to get another one of Ben's calls in. Feel free to call back, though, if you so desire. We very much appreciate your opinions. Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye. Yeah, thank you. All right, Ben, you got another state representative with us. This time it is uh, uh, we are talking with uh, Ben and uh, Stephanie Borowitz. So, hello, yes. sir. No, I'm going to hand the phone to Stephanie of 76th District, Pennsylvania. But I would like to just chime in a bit. I'm not sure there's anyone who is an ex-Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And that was per 
the late Merle Phillips. So uh, Marines uh, do far more than people realize. But uh, Stephanie Barowitz is cheering, Mark. She's looking forward to talking to you and John. All right, Stephanie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, greetings. Thank you so much for checking in. Uh, 76th District, uh, I don't know if gerrymandering is even the right word for it with the Williamsport carve-out that you have to cope with up there. But 76th District, right next to 83rd, reaches down into Union County. So, uh, let's see, Mifflinburg is in your district? I know it goes into Western Union County. Yeah, it sure is. Mifflinburg is in my new district, the 76th district. So. Okay, okay, well, fantastic. Yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm so old, I still think of Mike Hanna, that you're you're the woman that replaced Mike Hanna. So, and then what was that? Three years ago now? Yes, sir. <laughs> was, four years ago. So that... now it was his son. He tried to have his son come in, okay. um, and I beat his son. I ran against Mike Hanna Senior. 2016 uh, and lost that time, but beat his son in 2018 and been in four years. So it's a blessing. Lots of people talk about you. You stand up for your beliefs uh, adamantly, so you're you're elbow to elbow with David Rowan, so a lot of folks appreciate that. Introduce yourself to our audience and introduce yourself, uh, your your district to our audience, too, because I think there's a lot of folks in Union County that may not know uh, how the footprint is laid out now. Yeah, it was confusing, like you said. Um, redistricting was crazy, and they changed the whole map uh, with this, with the state representative. So I'm the 76th district. I now have all of Clinton County and most of Union County, um, and so I'm honored to be in this area. I was in Center County, but they pushed me out of there, made a new district down there in my area in Center, um, and moved me all the way to Union County. And so I'm over here this morning in Union County. Um, I've been in for four years as a state rep with Clinton County. Um, like you said, I uh, came in four years ago. I stand on what I believe in. And even a guy called into my office one time. He goes, you know, I don't like what you stand for, but you stand for something. So I, I can appreciate and respect that. And so um, I'm pro-life, pro-gun, pro-God. And I stick to those. Um, those are my principles in my life, three major things. Um, I've been like this since I was a little girl, standing for the, the things that I believe in. I wasn't in politics before I became a state rep, but always involved, always knowledgeable what's going on in this great country, the greatest country in the world. Um, And I just want to fight for our rights and our liberties that we see are eroding every day in this nation. And so if I can be a beacon of light and liberty um, in these times that we're living in, in these dark times, um, that's why I'm in in office right now and to represent the people, to truly be a voice for we the people again. A government, as Abraham Lincoln said, envisioned uh, for and by the people again. Uh, not elitists and not politicians that think that they are in charge. We're only there to represent them, um, the people. And so uh, that's my mentality, and I think that that resonates with people because that's what we need in this nation again. And I'm not saying I'm what we need. We just need people that don't consider themselves an elitist, and we're just a public servant, a statesman and stateswoman. Um, That's what I want to be known as. And so that's who I am. I have three kids. My husband's a pastor in Jersey Shore area. Um, and just love this area. It's the greatest, uh, I always say it's God's country, Union County, Clinton County, um, and so I'm honored to be the state rep here. Well, we appreciate you calling in. Thank you for uh, giving us a, a little background. Um, I don't have ties up that way, so I'm not familiar with you until this morning, uh, but uh, keep up the good work in Harrisburg. Thank you so much. Steph- Talk to you guys soon. I'll be come on anytime. One more quickie question: Is there anything in particular in 2023 you'll be fighting for, making sure it gets brought up and talked about? And are you part of the Freedom Caucus as well? 
Absolutely. I am part of the Freedom Caucus. It's a great new caucus. Uh, David Rowe, who was the former state rep in Union County, is the vice president of the Freedom Caucus. We know at the federal level what they're doing and what an impact that is. So we're doing that now on the state level. And so, yes, the Freedom Caucus, I am a member of that. Um, And the parental rights, it's a huge thing. Parental rights, I have a, a house bill, parental rights bill to make sure that our kids are being educated, not indoctrinated. I mean, that's a huge, getting back to the basics again in our school. Um, so I'd love to see that bill run and actually make sure our children are protected. Um, our schools have to get back to the basics again, reading, writing, and arithmetic, like I said. Um, and so protect the children, keep them safe. I mean, that is people out there have adamantly told me, please make sure our children are um, being taught, not indoctrinated in our schools. And so I'm all for parents and it's parental rights. Um, and so, you know, getting back to those things in our nation again. So, Well, thank you so much for all the information and the introduction. Our studios are located on Blue Hill across the river from Sunbury. You have an open mic here anytime to call in or visit. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys soon. All right, thank you. That's Stephanie Bye. Borowitz, Bye. 76th District. Uh, I, I call it Mike Hanna's old district, but it's been reconfigured, so it encompasses uh, that that tiny sliver of Union County not covered by D- David Rowe or Jamie Flick is hers. I mean, that's right. the only way to describe it. But, uh, yeah, she's got an unusually shaped district because of the Democratic Williamsport, the Montoursville, Loyal Sock, uh, Old Lycoming Township, and Williamsport Democrat. Democratic carve out up there. Uh, she's got a reaches down into Union County now. Stephanie Bohr at 76th District. Um, I'm going to call her ultra conservative, but <laughs> I'm not sure that's, that, that they always appreciate that name or now. But in the Freedom Caucus and. Uh, Certainly pro-gun, that, that much is 100% clear in some of her discussions up to now. Well, I think that, that uh, we're seeing more and more polarization in, in our politics. Uh, you know, uh, it's at the point where some Democrats believe that there aren't any good Republicans and some Republicans believe there aren't any good Democrats, and we both know that's not true. Uh, and uh, we see Democrats defending Democrats irregardless of how irrational the discussion is, and we see Republicans defending Republicans no matter how irrational the discussion is, and there's no center anymore. It's, you know, it's like where's, you know, used to, when I grew up, 80% of the people were in the center, uh, maybe a little to the left or a little to the right, and there was a few people on the fringe, and now it seems like we've got more people on the fringe than we've got in the center, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. How how to save this country has been the theme of multiple shows here, and uh, we haven't come up with any definitive solutions. And even if we did, people are so divided they won't listen to us. That's true. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, convention of states. You know, you know, it used to be an, an asterisk in our conversation because it'd be a good idea. Well, now it's ridiculously imperative. But guess what? Its momentum is is slow. It's actually it's well, actually uh, picking up. They a have uh, uh, we've got uh, uh, seven or eight states that look like uh, will will pass that legislation in 2023. Uh, states out in the Midwest, upper Midwest, and uh, uh, 
one more in the south. So I think uh, we're going to be probably in the mid-20s, uh, maybe even in the upper 20s uh, uh, by the end of 2023. Wow. It's, it's a long process, um, and it just makes sense because Washington will not fix itself. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it'll keep on getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. It's, uh, um, Gary Sarka, the former president of Bucknell, Dr. Sarka said the country just keeps getting better and better. But he didn't say Washington getting better and better. It's just the opposite. All right. We got to take the last break. We got our last callers all lined up. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Friday. 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 Is it Friday already? Thank you so much, Rob Center. Fabulous job all week. We really appreciate it. One of our listeners says, I recommend Donald J. Trump in exchange for Paul Whelan. If that's not enough, we'll throw in Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, the MyPillow guy, and Stan from Danville. Oh, Stan just got traded for Paul Whelan. My, I don't know if that's, that doesn't seem like a good trade. Uh, Chris, you get one minute, and then we're going to give our oh, last Oh, boy, call. that was a good, a good one. I like that one. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, I just want to say about the ex-Marine thing. Uh, yeah, that, that's nothing official. It's a conceit, and it's a very noble one, so I have no quarrel with it at all. But I'm not sure whether there's a line there. He was discharged for bad behavior. He, the Marines, kicked him out. So it wasn't dishonorable as far as I know, though. So I don't know if there's a dividing line there. I think maybe Oswald was a Marine. Maybe he's he's an ex-Marine. I don't know. But whatever. Maybe some a Marine can uh, straighten me out on that because I don't know whether there's any fine ruling there. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, sir. Really appreciate the clarification. I was just saying off mic, you, you got to deep, dig deep pretty far to out-inform, Chris. So, uh, hey, here's here's, a, here's one I heard yesterday. Well, nope. I got to get another caller. Okay. I'll tell you next week. Yep, thank you, sir. Yeah, please do. Uh, Joe, you're on the mark. You might help wrap us up the whole week, as a matter of fact. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'm trying to make it as quick as possible with your uh, summary. Uh, I'm Chris called in, and uh, this recent one, but he, uh, during his first call, he said, uh, which I'm glad he did, uh, that we're at war with Russia. I don't know. Nobody commented. I know you're busy with Ben, but uh, did you pick that up? That's why he was surprised that we got anything out of uh, the negotiations for hostages because we were at war with Russia. I did not catch it, but another listener did, says, Chris, since when are we at the at war with Russia? Oh. I missed that declaration. Yes. Now, Mark, you, you uh, do praise Chris all the time for his uh, awareness of the political activity. Uh, yeah, so uh, 
praise him on that. We are at war with Russia. Some people call it a proxy war. I don't find no difference. But anyhow, uh, secondly, uh, uh, you uh, didn't get to take your opportunity, Mark, to, in your liberal uh, position there to tell Stan how society is responsible for the uh, people turning to criminal activity and society then creates them and then they put them in jail i'm not real good at uh, articulating that i know uh, i i do admire your ability to uh <coughs> cross over to the liberal side with uh some of the statements that you make so uh, i know you're at the end of the show this week so you might not get an opportunity to do that but maybe uh at some other time maybe you've done that in the past but uh also if i have a second yep thirdly uh I actually got a chance to talk to uh, someone who is progressive, and uh, we were discussing these uh, politicians that are in uh, uh, in seat for a long period of time, and uh, they were looking for a remedy, and I mentioned conventions of state, and that was like... Uh, you know, <laughs> poisoning the water. It was just no, no, you can't, you can't do that. For and then that was the end of the conversation. There was no reason why, but uh, there may have been. I mean, we moved on to you know there were other things really of the topic at hand, but that was kind of like a side uh, note. But it was kind of funny. Like uh, I don't like these people, you know, that get into office forever. They and then. Uh, the, the only remedy I, I do see is that you can't have the fox, you know, fixing the hen house door, so to speak. So they're not going <laughs> to fix themselves, so you only have to have a convention of state. I'll always so, remember the cartoon in National Lampoon, the farmer's walking by the hen house, and suddenly a human or a human-sounding voice comes out of the hen house, and you look inside and you can see the bubble above his head. It's a fox who's imitating a human voice saying, no one in here but us chickens, he tells him. So. All right, thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for calling in. Much appreciated. All right, Convention of States is going to help fix the nation if we well, can get her Well, it's the going. only way. Uh, you know, the, the Washington is uh, uh, over over bloated. Uh, we have added more, m- more and more and more government employees uh, who uh, basically are uh, entrenched uh, in their own agendas. And uh, I mean, we just need to fix it. And Washington is not going to fix itself. Yeah, we ain't going to do it. Well, and the voters just keep sending the same fellas and women back. So right. Definition of insanity. There we go. Doing the same thing you always did and expecting a different result. Okay. There's another word for it, but I won't I won't insult the voters. Thank you so much, John. My you're, pleasure. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WK. Okay, Sunbury.